What's up, guys? Welcome to Talk Chain. I'm Rob. Below me is Matt. Hey, everyone. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, T0, which is uh, a subsidy a subsidiary of Overstock.com. Uh, they launched an ICO in December of last year, uh, attracting over 10,000 registrations for accreditation verification, uh, which is a requirement to subscribe for uh, securities tokens. Uh, so it's reported that the token sale raised over $100 million in only 12 hours, and this ICO is intended to fund the future development of the T0 token, uh, as well as the security token trading system and platform that is T0. Yeah, so the team actually of T0, and uh, it's a it's it's an impressive group of individuals. The the one that I've spent the most time looking at is uh, are videos by Patrick Byrne, who's the CEO and founder of Overstock.com, and Overstock actually was the first major online retailer to accept Bitcoin as a payment method, and. Uh, Pat, so the the company Overstock, you know, you don't hear about them much, but the fact that they're still around in this world of Amazon.com is is pretty impressive, even though they're not as big a player as Amazon. So this is sort of his vision. The other people involved with T Zero, uh, Joe Camarata, he's the president of T Zero and remains CEO of agency brokerage firm Speedroute. Another dude is uh, Ralph Dayuto. He's the T zero C O O, and uh, he boasts over two decades of experience in overseeing legal, compliance, and regulatory governments and securities, which is very helpful for T zero given the the whole point of the platform, which we're going to get to in a second. And the final guy we wanted to to call out is John Gilchrist, who is the C I O of T zero as well, and he's got a lot of experience in managing and developing technologies in the securities sector. So. It seems like everybody here is is really set up for uh, securities regulation and uh, and legal counsel involved in in a securities type environment that's above board and uh, open to the SEC to look at. Definitely. Uh, all right. So these guys' vision, um, the vision of the team behind T Zero is to create a crypto solution for security token liquidity uh, that is in compliance with securities law. So they also want to develop a platform that can be used worldwide, allowing investors to trade both traditional and emerging types of securities, aka securities tokens. Uh, and they also want to use blockchain technology. Um, T0's goal uh, is to transform capital markets by making them more transparent, liquid, and accessible. Uh, going to the, the SEC back when uh, Jay Clayton uh, was speaking in front of the Senate uh, committee. Um, he stated that ICOs are like a stock offering. He went on to say that from what he's seen, uh, ICO security offerings, uh, or ICOs are security offerings, and uh, they're interesting companies, much like stock and, stocks and bonds, uh, just under a new label. Finally, he said you can call it a coin, but if it functions as a security, it's a security. Right, so this is actually relevant, and if we use the the DAO hack as an example, which happened in uh, a few years ago, I guess a year ago. Yeah. Anyway, so no, the it was SEC, a couple years ago. Yeah, the SEC did investigate it, but they didn't prosecute the developers of the project. So uh, they they were considered to be securities, but they didn't bother prosecuting. 
and they talked about this Howey test that needs to be applied when deciding whether or not a token in an ICO is actually considered a security and whether or not it falls under the jurisdiction of the SEC. So, yeah, do you want to talk about the Howey test, Rob? Yeah, so uh, the Howey test uh, is something that goes back all the way to the 1934 Securities Exchange Act, um, and the SEC basically determined that any token that can't pass the Howey test should be considered a security. So in order, um, so the requirements for the Howey test are, uh, is it an investment of money or assets? Is the investment of money or assets in a common enterprise? Is there an expectation of profits from the investment? And does any profit come from the efforts of a promoter or a third party? And I think an important, the most important one is, uh, is any of the profit that comes from the investment largely or wholly outside of the investor's control? Right. So when it comes to ICOs, some of them issue utility tokens. And uh, so it's like a, another layer. And this might actually fall outside the, the definition of a security. Um, and if there's no investor rights or equity in the company, then it's sort of a it's sort of hard to piece it together. So this is something that, that's going to have to be uh, figured out. And um, ICOs have started prohibiting U.S. citizens from participating in ICOs, specifically because the SEC regulations aren't particularly clear. And we've seen this with, uh, you know, the Petro from Venezuela. Everybody's been encouraged in the USA to not invest in it, given that there's sanctions between the USA and, or on Venezuela for the USA. So... Um, so this is something that, that has to be clarified. Yeah, definitely. So, um, what T zero solution is, um, because they, they recognize that regulation is inevitable. And I think everyone in the space is starting to realize that as well. Um, so the company claims to be the first to issue a preferred stock security token, which is, um, Overstock's blockchain voting a series preferred stock. Uh, which is in accordance with applicable U.S., state, and federal securities laws. Right, so the token uh, itself, the fine print in their white paper says that T0 tokens will be offered, or T0 tokens when offered and sold will not be registered under the U.S. Securities Act. Tokens will be offered and sold pursuant to one or more exceptions from the jurisdiction requirements of the Securities Act and any other applicable jurisdiction. So from a, from a potential investor's perspective then, uh, view, they view the ICO as being conducted in accordance with the U.S. securities regulations, whereas the tokens themselves are not actually securities. So uh, they describe a hybrid token offering the best features of securities, of traditional securities, um, with all the accompanying rights and protections afforded them, along with the benefits and utility tokens commonly issued in an ICO. Yeah, so I think that's, I think that's kind of the, the best of both worlds in a way. Like if you're getting um, some ownership of T0, then that would be fantastic because that's one of the downfalls of a lot of the ICOs that we invest in. There's not necessarily any ownership in the company. And the only thing that a lot of us are riding on is the fact that the creators of it want to see the token do well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that uh, you're hoping that somebody is going to pay more for it tomorrow than you paid for it today. Yes, but only because the technology is so great, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so 
a, a really good thing about uh, T0 is that they've already got a number of uh, products that are in operation and a number of assets in their portfolio. So uh, one of the most important ones uh, to uh, Patrick Byrne is this, this digital locate receipt software. So what the digital locate receipt software does is it works to prevent unmitigated naked short selling. Um, so, and it does that by um, recording all transactions electronically. So Matt, do you have, do you know anything about naked short selling or what, or maybe you can give an explanation of what that is? Sure, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to lose a lot of money or make a lot of money. So <laughs> for those who don't know what short selling is, it involves borrowing an amount of stock and then uh, selling it. So uh, the way this works normally, or you can short sell in, in a bunch of different ways, but but just straight up short short selling some stock. The the problem that Patrick Burns identified is that the uh, brokers that are involved in naked short selling they they have to find stock that can be borrowed, and when they get this stock, they have to pro it's a locate. They call it a locate. And then they allow another brokerage to use those shares so somebody can sell them on the market, and that's considered a short position then. So the problem is that these uh, brokerage firms like Goldman Sachs, they're able to provide locates to multiple different exchanges, and they're not really, there's not a great way of verifying that the, there's a connection between a single locate and a single uh, brokerage that was able to short that stock. So what Goldman does is they collect fees from multiple different brokers for one group of stock that has been able to be shorted. And that's, okay. that's the problem, is that there's no connection between a group of stock that's being shorted and who has their name on it in that locate. Instead, it's being given to multiple different exchanges. Okay, and then as a result, it's forcing the price of whatever that investment is downward right so it's artificially inflating the amount of shares that are that are uh, able to be shorted so right. normally there would only be one but they do it in a fractional reserve type way where one group of stock is being used multiple times to short okay okay now Patrick Byrne has had an extreme beef with all of Wall Street the SEC and anyone else he can really point fingers at because of this uh, naked short selling. Um, he believes that a lot of players were influencing the price of the stock of overstock.com. So it upset him so much that he sued every uh, investment bank in the United States. And he has carried this anger forward <laughs> to the point where he has created this T0 platform. So this DLR software, the digital locate receipt software, is entirely to prevent um, naked short selling from occurring on its platform and really just to show or just to have more openness in the markets. Um, so a couple other products that they've got going on right now, uh, they've got speed route execution services, so um, which is another subsidiary of T0. Um, it's got a vast network of brokerage clients. It uses smart order routing um, to execute uh, equities orders. And it's anticipated that T0 is going to build on SpeedRoute's technology uh, and uh, 
incorporate token trading capabilities through them. They're also going to, they also have uh, another product called Blue Ocean, which is an overnight trading platform for US equities. Uh, and they're just going to bring that over to securities tokens so it can operate on a 24 hour basis. They're going to use their alternative trading system uh, to allow traders to trade the securities outside of those hours. So from uh, what I understand, Blue Ocean is actually already an SEC-approved, SEC-regulated system. Right, definitely. So they, so one of the unique things about uh, T0 is that they, they don't have to go through the hurdles to be approved by the SEC like a traditional exchange would need to do. You know, Something like Binance would have to go through this effort to become under uh, SEC regulation standards. But Blue Ocean is actually already under SEC regulations, so that, that hurdle has already been accomplished here. Yeah, so uh, essentially what they did with, with that and with T0 is they it was already approved through the SEC when Overstock got involved, whenever they decided to purchase T0. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so they just blockchainized or made it blockchain uh, ready, and now they've already got this SEC approved platform. Probably not something that the SEC really likes that much, <laughs> but um, it's a loophole that they kind of snuck their way in. So hopefully that will uh, kind of go smoothly as time goes on. Mm -hmm. um, they've got uh, discount uh, retail trading through Siebert Financial Corporation. So they've signed a letter of intent to provide discount online trading of U.S. equities to T0 customers. Um, as well as robo-advising through T0 Advisors, which they plan to launch sometime in 2018 um, at some highly competitive rates. And they've also got um, the trading platform, the T0 trading platform and planned token trading system. So that's been operational since 2016. That's what the Overstock blockchain voting A-series uh, preferred stock is running on currently so that that all those trades are operated on the blockchain and they plan to scale up on that platform to include uh, securities tokens um, this is probably going to be the biggest challenge associated with it because trading one preferred stock versus uh, thousands of securities tokens when they eventually all come out is is a really far stretch so uh hopefully they've got a good plan lined out and uh but yeah so that's that's like a good summary of uh of what t0 plans to do and uh matt you got any other uh insights well, on that in in terms of the scaling it's it's hard for us to actually evaluate whether or not their platform will be able to do it like we can't really see from the outside and see whether or not it's capable. And it looks like there's just going to be typical growing pains when it comes to any exchange. And the the crypto world has seen its fair share of exchanges that have struggled with trying to scale up the number of customers that they have. Um, so it's probably going to go through typical growing pains. But uh, personally, I think the, the most unique thing is that this is going to be um, SEC regulated, which is unheard of seemingly in this market so i think there's no real um if you're going to release a token or something to to not to choose this is a no-brainer it seems like just given that you're not going to have to worry about these unknown knowns in the future when 
the U.S. government's actually going to come in and regulate, and there's no question that that's going to happen. And just hearing the fact that last in the last two weeks, uh, the SEC chairman mentioned that he treats all secure all ICOs as securities. It's something that that's definitely going to be an unmet need in in the future. Definitely, and I think you're going to see um, kind of a slow growth. I, the good thing is is because it's not going to be like a Binance with immediately a hundred tokens on it. It's not going to try to compete with that. It will add uh, securities tokens uh, at a slow pace. So hopefully they can keep it at, at an amount that, that their system can handle and kind of grow that way. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where the T0 token itself will, tr- will trade because it's, it is an ICO, not a securities token offering. Mm-hmm. So it could technically trade on uh, KuCoin, Binance, uh, any of the other major exchanges. So that'll be an interesting one. Do you think that it's something that you're going to invest in once that gets released to the, I guess it would be the general public? Yeah. So the the ICO offering, uh, it got extended until March 30th. So everybody can keep their eyes out after March 30th to see where it's going to, where it's going to go from there. I, I signed up to, to get in on the ICO, but I'm not an accredited investor, so I didn't do it. Uh, I would have liked to jump on this project just because it, it seems like there's a lot of promise. So after March 30th, I'm definitely going to keep my eyes out and uh, and put in a position. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. I think, yeah, like I said, they had 10,000 people signing up to try to be an accredited investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to get in at the $10 uh, price range, because... I think a lot of people agree that it's going to skyrocket based on it really being the only exchange that's approved by the SEC to to operate with these securities tokens. And I think a lot of people also agree that securities tokens are the way that everything's going to go. And it, it's not going to look great if you're um, just having a normal ICO when your competition is doing securities tokens. Yeah, definitely. And we talked about Polymath last week, and everybody should go and check out that video because they're another uh, securities-based token that has a sort of a unique um, area. I don't think they're quite as as uh, established as T0 is going to be or quite as um, large in scope, but they're they're definitely worth looking at. Looking yeah, at I think a quick summary of Polymath is they're, they're going to try to be the Ethereum of uh, securities tokens and Patrick uh, Byrne is actually an advisor on Polymath so hopefully he can give them a significant amount of insight on how to succeed in the space. Yeah definitely. So other than that I'm just going to keep my eyes open and uh, look out for for where it's going to go after March 30th. Yeah great yeah I'm definitely going to be involved. Um, I will be kind of saving up some uh, fiat currency to uh, to get involved over the next like couple months. Yeah. Uh, but that should be it for today, guys. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe again. Uh, Matt, anything else to add? Follow us at TalkChainPod on Twitter and Steam and f- Facebook. <laughs> yeah, share Facebook, Reddit, anywhere uh, you can think of. But uh, that's it for today, guys. Take care. Thanks a lot. See you next time.